0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host.
1: Welcome to Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Peyton here with you this morning, and today's episode is brought to you in part by Alma Coffee, sustainably grown, veteran-owned, and direct trade, which means, of course, from seed to cup. There are no middlemen. Please go check them out at myalmacoffee.com and go visit their roastery cafe at 3448 Holly Springs Parkway in Canton. Ask for Leticia or Harry and tell them that Stone sent you. You guys are in for such a treat today. We've got a studio full. These gentlemen, uh, so much energy before we even came on the air. I know we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to learn a lot. First up on Cherokee Business Radio this morning, please join me in welcoming to the broadcast and back to the Business Radio X microphone, the man himself with Audacity Marketing, Mr. John Clunan. How you doing, man?
2: Doing great, Stone. This has been great fun to come back.
1: It's been too long. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 11,
2: 11 years. Has it
1: been that? But it looks like we're both going to make it. I, I, I uh, you know, I, our businesses. I, I think we're going to make it. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so. I, uh, I have been uh, uh, invigorated and inspired since I've moved to the uh, Woodstock community. One of the things I've had the pleasure of, of doing is become part of the Woodstock Business Club. It's a, uh, it's, it's a four minute walk from my home. Uh, and it's the second or third bar by the time I've walked that four minutes from my home, but you know, at eight 30 in the morning, it's, we, we, we drink Alma coffee. We don't, we don't hit the Reformation brew just
2: yet. I was going to say it's in the brewery. So you (laughs) do have that opportunity. Absolutely.
1: And and I make a point of doing that. But, uh, one of the things that I have thoroughly enjoyed that I got, I get a new shot in the arm. Uh it's a big group. So it's pretty quick like when we introduce each other. <laughs> John almost always stands on a table, stands on a bench, and always has something funny or exciting or, or different to to say. So I'm really glad to be uh kind of back in your circle. Oh, As absolutely.
2: And, you know, part of the reason I stand on stuff is because I'm five foot seven inches tall. So, <laughs> you know, being a little short guy, you know, you, I get that Napoleon thing going. So <laughs> I, I have to make myself seen.
1: So so Zach and I, we resemble that remark a little bit later on. We're going to get a chance. We're, we're <laughs> fun size. Right. I,
0: I like to say we're energy I efficient. like that. energy efficient. We get more like done that. with less. There you go.
1: <clears throat> so audacity marketing, mission, purpose. What are you out there trying to do for folks?
2: So Audacity is a full service marketing agency, but we focus very specifically on better creativity through perspective. So, you know, while you know I'm an old white guy, um, I have partners who are diverse, and we focus on hiring diverse people and getting diverse clients because we, and me personally, but we as an organization truly believe that you get better creative and better ideas. If you have people who from different backgrounds in the space. So we cross cultural, ethnic, age, um, every line you can cross, we cross it.
1: So was that a decision, was that decision to, to operate in that fashion? Partially a product of this, um, I'll call it a a movement of recent years or, or did you get on that boat
2: early? You know, I've been on that boat for a long time. Um because my, you know, as you mentioned, you know, as we were <coughs> talking about earlier, um you know, I've been in marketing for a long time, um, yeah. and my first agency. You interviewed me when I had my first agency. Realize, see, marketing. I did
1: not remember that, so it was a yeah. different
2: agency. This is a yeah. So I sold that agency shortly after after the, the interview. <laughs> hey. uh, That's a we successful that interview, in ground, huh? right? <laughs> Absolutely, right. but we sold that agency shortly after the interview, <laughs> and then um, I refounded back last August. Um, but I, I've always believed that it. I've mm-hmm. always believed that. If you have a bunch of people in the room who all look alike, you're going to get a certain set of ideas. Right. right. But if you change that mix, you get different ideas and better creativity and just better results. And there's data that proves it. So it's a good business decision.
1: Now, did you – on this this time around, did you – Uh, decide to focus on on an industry or a size or any kind of niche or what decisions did you make in that regard?
2: I mean, we best serve B2B and small to medium. And I define small to medium as $100 million or less. Now we have some clients that are bigger than that.
1: So I'm small. My business is small. I don't know about you
0: guys. My exact. These are our other guests this morning. We, are you under 100 million, you guys? I'd say we must be atom size then. <laughs> uh, in your criteria,
2: we do work with we do work with a lot of startups actually, and very oh. like micro business. Huh. But um, you know, if they have to have a little money because we do like to get paid. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Funding is nice, <clears throat> but um, you know, overall, it's that. Business spectrum allows us to serve them effectively. We come in, we build the strategy, and then help with the execution. Um, You know, when you get larger than that, most of those organizations larger than that have a marketing team, and they they don't need as much strategic help.
1: So, what does and maybe a loaded question, but I'm gonna ask. It's my show. I'm gonna ask you. Anyway. Go to town. Do <laughs> what, what does a, a an engagement cycle look like? You're working with a small company, a business radio. X. like in our case, we've got 17 studios. We're in a, we're in I don't know 29 markets total, but we're kind of a small team mm-hmm. uh we certainly don't have a vice president of marketing unless i'm it but i also empty the trash around here uh, so yeah walk us through kind of what an engagement might look like i'm particularly interested in what happens on the front end sure
2: yeah so there's two we operate under two different kinds of engagements one is just a project like you identify a need and we come and fill that need an example might be you decide you need to redo your website so we come in and do that Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, that's a small piece of what we do. A more common engagement is you stone come to me and say, John, I need to make this change. I need, I'm having this business. Well, here problem. you
1: don't have to get theoretical. Let me give you sure. a real one. Let me get yeah. some free consulting here. <laughs> Absolutely. Go to town. Man. Again, it is my show, right? Right. So we have, we're in 17, uh, we have 17 physical studios. Mm-hmm. We want to be in a thousand. Right. Uh locally, I feel like I have got the shiznit, the thing you need if you're local and you want to meet other local B2B people. Mm-hmm. Inviting them to come on your radio show is a pretty cool way to meet people and build relationships. Absolutely. It works. It always works. It never doesn't work. When I'm trying to have a conversation with somebody in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. because I want someone in Pittsburgh to run a business radio studio, right. I'm like every other poor schlub out there trying to figure out how do I get conversations in Pittsburgh. So that's like a real – Problem, challenge. Absolutely. Is that a good one just to kind of? Yeah, that's an exam- a great one. Okay, okay. So,
2: you know, we would look at, okay, you know, we would start that with, okay, you have this business problem of you're trying to expand very quickly into a lot of markets in which you don't have physical presence. Right. That, that, a yes, um, fair assumption. Yes. Okay. So then looking at that is then we would build a target. So who are you trying to reach in Pittsburgh? Because it's not everybody. Right. It's, it's a very specific demographic, psychographic, technographic profile. Um, so people who look a certain way, if you will, in, from a business perspective. Right. Um, and then we would build a plan as to how you might do that. Like, how do you reach that specific target? And the, the answer to that is where does that target live? Mm. Um, you know, and that's across both the that's across the digital and traditional space. Mm-hmm. So you know, digital is a big thing. Like, <clears throat> and you can find honestly, you'll find a 100- hundred digital marketing agencies, probably just here in Woodstock. It's, it's a crowded, your,
1: your mm-hmm. business is, is, is crowded. Yeah. You know, it feels that way. Can I
2: tell you why? Yes, please. Because you absolutely need no credential whatsoever to call yourself a marketer. Ah, um, you know,
1: <laughs> the, the Zach stone marketing agency. I, there you go. I mean, we can right? do that this afternoon. You could right? do that
2: right now. Right. Um, you know, and that's a differentiator for audacity because, you know, I have 25 years of marketing experience, right. both in corporate and agency. Um, and I have a master's degree in, in – I have a ma- an MBA in marketing. Oh, wow. Um, you know, I've led global-sized organizations, multi-billion-dollar organizations in the marketing space. So that makes us a little different than you know, uh, you know, your young person who knows social media and decides to call themselves a digital marketer because we can look strategically across the entire spectrum of marketing activity. Um, so it's a little different or it's a lot of different really. So it,
1: it occurs to me that even in that initial conversation where we're trying to figure out who they are, where they are, mm-hmm. um, that we may have a preconceived notion. <clears throat> then after talking it through with you a little bit, <laughs> we say, you know what? That's not really who we're after at all. And then once you get that figured out, you got this whole, okay, well, okay, now how do we find them? Mm-hmm. What do we say to get their attention? What do we say to get, get their – so all of this is this – is, uh this is where your expertise, your experience base um and, and that's where all of this really comes into play I would think.
2: Absolutely because you know it's interesting you talk about preconceived notion. Yeah. Because we just worked with a, a local roofer um who has a slightly different take on the roofing business like they're into preserving rather than replacing your roof. Oh wow. And so we were talking about um an emotional connection to your home. So who has that? There are people who like read home rags, who, um, you know, who are very into safety and security and comfort. Mm. Um, And those were the emotions we were trying to get after. Um, So we were looking at, okay, how do we reach those people? Well, gee, the home rags is a good place to start, Uh but there's also broader campaigns. There's websites. Um, Pinterest is big on the home decor side. So, we were looking at those things as to how do you find these people now, of course, I have some you know and again, because like you 're saying like I, i've been at this for a few minutes right. um, I, I have some definite ideas as to how to reach certain demographic technographic psychographic profiles, but at the end of the day, some of it 's just research so and knowing where to research and how to
1: so even if it doesn 't come immediately to you, you know how to to, to set up the research, to go get the answers that, that you need.
2: Yeah, because the data sources are not common in that space. Uh-huh. Like there's not something – it's not something that like
1: – You don't just call a list broker and send them <laughs> – No,
2: please don't call a list broker. I, you may have list brokers there, on the There goes show. my list broker yeah, there sponsorship. Goes your, yeah, there goes your list broker show, man. But yeah, don't call a list broker. Um, but there's data sources available that are not as commonly known that mm. will give you – better profiling. Um, right. And then of course the digital space. I mean, the, you know, the, the Facebook and so, and Twitter and, and LinkedIn social media algorithms are very powerful to reach a group if you know how to utilize them properly. Right, um, And there's a difference between, I know how to put together an ad campaign. Then there is, I know how to target that ad campaign effectively and how to run it such that, Facebook reaches the people, Facebook particularly, reaches the people you want it to reach.
1: Right. So uh, like in other areas of life, do you find that success in a, in a marketing campaign, a marketing strategy is really a moving target? Like, okay, yeah, this is a great strategy for now. And, you know, let's all recognize 18 months from now we may be doing something, you know, 180 degrees out from what we're doing now because circumstances change.
2: Oh, absolutely. Because you – I mean first thing is is your business in 18 months is not going to be the same business it is today. Right. So your targets may change. Your You have different expansion opportunities. The trends in the market change. So this is a – yeah, it, it's a moving target. I mean but there's certain principles that always right. are maintained. Um, so you're going to do – some of your activity is going to be the same – but it's going to be this nuance. The nuances will change.
1: Does that make sense? It does. It, it does. I, I got a question for you, and it touches on a, on a pre-conversation uh, that Zach and I had before we came on the on the air about uh, – what was the phrase I used? Eating eating your own cooking. Yep. So I, I, yep. I'm and, curious
0: – And I followed that up by saying that's why you never trust a skinny cook. Like if they're not going <laughs> to eat their own food. <laughs> Why either? That's great insight, Zach. Absolutely. See, aren't you glad he's going to be on the show?
1: We're going to learn learn a ton in a little bit. We're just chewing the fat right now. Right now. The the learning segment of the show is coming up, guys. (laughs) Uh, What was I going to say? It was really... Oh, so how do you... When you go to market, mm-hmm. are, are are you at a point now where the phone just rings, or you can you can stroll down to the Woodstock Business Club and and and, and have a cup of coffee, and you're going to get plenty of business? Or do you find that you too have to be thinking through these things and making these adjustments for your own business?
2: Oh, mo- well, first thing is is that as a marketing company, if your marketing doesn't look good. People don't find you credible. Well, that makes now, sense. Un- <laughs> you can't be a skinny cook. I, I can't be a skinny cook. Now, the downside to that right now is <clears throat> that you know we're a we're a ten month old company. Um, oh wow! You know so we're still putting a lot of that in place. So like if you go out to the audacity Facebook page, unfortunately you're not going to see anything Ah. it exists, (laughs) but there's no content there yet because we've just finished building our content calendar. So, you know, you go there next month, there'll be a pile. Um, You know, but there's, uh, you know, these things do take time to build. Um, And that's something that I like to let the client know as well is like, if we build you a program it takes time and effort and resources to execute right so um but you know within <clears throat> but you really do have to eat your own dog food like I, I you know do we have you know are we running a good business are we profitable and do we have clients yeah, absolutely um is that going you know but a lot of that is based on networking and personal network well, eventually you have to scale beyond that right.
1: So, what are you? Because this is it's kind of a it's it's a it's a new endeavor mm-hmm. f- for you. What What are you enjoying the most, man? What do you get? What are you getting having the most fun with?
2: Oh wow, um, Bill, I, I'm a strategist like that. Right. H- deep in my heart of hearts, if you give me anything else to do, is I'm, I'm going to write you a program, and I'm going to show you <clears throat> why this is going to work. So like building those programs, executing on them, and then watching the results come in as expected or better is like, that's, that's the love of my life right there. You know, you know, don't tell my girlfriend that, um, <laughs> but you know, that's the, that's the part that really, you know, really gets, you know, it gets me up in the morning is, is being able to look at a client and say, look, we built this program for you. We built the strategy. We helped you execute on it. And here's results because At the end of the day, marketing is about growing your business. And so we're here to help companies grow their businesses. And if we're not seeing those results, um, it's a drag, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to talk about results for a
1: moment. Um, Here at Business Radio X, we chose very early on not to try to – uh, fight the battle of of getting a huge audience and then charging you a fee to tap into this audience. Mm-hmm. We built our whole thing around using the platform to build relationships. So our clients are looking for 10 more clients this year, not 10,000 more Facebook buddies, right? So in, in our world, the results, the metrics are um, um, very simple, straightforward, did you meet 50 more people that you really needed to meet, and did 10 of those people write you checks? Mm-hmm. Um, in, in your world, I suspect sometimes audience is an important metric in, in viewership and all that kind of stuff. Is that is that too just very case-specific and part of that consultative piece for you?
2: Yeah, that's absolutely case-specific because there's really a couple different levels to this. One is, is brand building and brand awareness, right? Right. Which is, and that's a pure reach play. How many people know business radio X?
1: Um,
2: and then, you know, and that's a top of the funnel activity. Right. And then you go, the next level down is influencing decisions. You know, how many people are going, are, you know, engaging with your social media as an example. Right. Right. So they may not necessarily be a customer, but they might influence a buy in the future, or they may become a future customer. And then the bottom of that funnel is actually lead gen. How many people did you get in the door who are potentially buyers? And in the B2B space, like we don't generally measure on, you know, once that's sort of where the marketing piece ends and sales picks up,
0: right? Uh, Because
2: we're not going to, you know, as an example, right? Our, um, you know, using audacity as an example, right? You're not going to buy a marketing program online, clicking a button. You're going to have to talk to a salesperson, um, which, you know, these days is me, (laughs) (laughs) a sales. Yeah. I'm not much of a salesperson, but um, you are going to have to talk to me. (laughs) Um, so, you know, so we're, that's really where in the B2B space, our measurement stops is we brought you a person who is qualified to purchase your product or service.
1: Got it, but some of those other things at the at higher up in the funnel, those are uh, leading indicators, or you know you're getting traction all the way through. Yeah, right? I
2: mean, and you have to right because you right. if you look at a funnel, like you can generally, and this is on a business by business basis, you can mm-hmm. look at different stages in the funnel and determine your success. So, as an example, if you have a huge top of the funnel audience but very few of them engage, uh, you know, you're very likely not to have very many at the very, at the bottom. Right. right. So you need to make sure that your percentages kind of line up um, across the entire funnel so that that top of the funnel person who is aware of your brand, a portion of them eventually buy.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And so if, if you run into that scenario, mm-hmm. you may put more energy into that next phase that why, why get them more in the top? Let's fix the
2: middle. Absolutely. Right. And that's the, and that's part of the consultative cell because or the consultative service because you're, and I go back to that, you know, the stone and Zach marketing agency, right. Right. Is, you know, y'all may know how to get audience, right? right. And get views, but you may not know how to take those viewers and turn them engaged. And you may not know how to take that engaged group and make them convert, mm-hmm. and there's strategies across that whole thing. And you can't
1: um, buy a gallon of milk on um, on uh, views. No, it doesn't. No, <laughs> no. Nope, nope, I've Kroger, tried. You know, okay. <laughs> you try to tell Kroger, "Yeah, hey, we had three hundred thousand downloads." Like, yeah, you know.
2: <laughs> don't I mean, I, I keep showing them my ten thousand Twitter followers, and they're like, "Yeah, that, those are great."
0: But you know, I mean, we, you mentioned we, milk. We, if ten thousand people come into Kroger but don't buy anything. Kroger's not going to be open next month. There you go. Exactly. That's that is exactly right.
1: So for the Zacks, the Stones, we also have my uh, Mike Christensen, who is uh, the, the voice monkey uh, that we're going to talk to later. Uh, you know, we're running these. We're running these small businesses. Zach and I both have um, uh, business uh, partners. What are some telltale signs, some symptoms, or some milestones that's, that that suggest? For me to get, you know, like I, Lee and I have a standing call, you know, on Tuesdays at noon after the show. What am I looking for? What kind of things do, would we see in our business to say, you know what, Lee, we, we might want to take a look at, at, at getting some outside help. Like, or, Yeah. When do you know that it's maybe time to have that conversation?
2: You know, when you've I, I always like to think of audacity as the last – we're the last people you, you're going to talk to, right? So you've tried things. Right. You know, maybe you've run some Facebook marketing campaigns and they've fallen in their face. Um, you know, we've been brought in to turn around software product launches, as an example, um, with some very, very big companies. Um, huh. You know, who launch software products and then say, "Oh, this didn't go anywhere." So, yeah. you know, you when you realize that you have a problem and you've either attempted to address it and failed. Mm-hmm. Or you just don't have any idea. Like, you're like, okay, how do we fix this? Um, because the, the like, asking the question to a point will cost you nothing, right? If, right? You know, like Stone, like, as an example, like, you were saying you want to, like, if you called me up and said, hey, we're trying to get these 1,000 studios open. How do we do that? You know, that first you know, hour or so of me just talking through that with you, it doesn't cost you anything. Well, except a couple of beers time. maybe, yeah. Oh, well, I don't drink, but, oh. you know, but, you know, coffee by the core. Okay. You, know, you, you can bring there me you all go. the coffee you <clears throat> want, man, because, um, you know, powered by caffeine. Um, but, you know, it's really identi- its really understanding that I have a business problem and I've either tried stuff and it's failed or I just don't even know where to begin. Right. Um because marketing crosses almost every aspect of the business, except for like accounting
1: <laughs> right right, yeah. Uh, before we wrap, mm-hmm. I want to make sure that our listeners know how to uh, get in touch with you, have a conversation with you or somebody on your team. So wh- whatever you feel like is appropriate, whether it's the LinkedIn or the Facebook or the email, phone, wh- whatever you feel like is appropriate.
2: Sure. I think the best you know, the best way to reach out to us is um, there's a contact form on our website, um, audacity.marketing.com. It is not audacity.marketing.com. It is audacity.marketing. Um, and you can actually reach me direct, John, at audacity.marketing. Um, I have, you know, we are a we are still a relatively small company. We do have mm-hmm. some uh, some team members. But if I'm not the person you need to talk to, I'm, you know, I, I'm the traffic coordinator, if you will. So John at audacity.marketing or audacity.marketing.
1: Fantastic. Man, I am so glad we're getting a chance to, to, to reconnect after yep. all this time. It's been an absolute delight having you in the in the studio. Uh keep us posted. Uh let's, uh let's have you come in on some rhythm. I'd love for you to come in and just kind of get us, I don't know, maybe we should do like the marketing minute or something. Oh, I'd totally yeah. be down Wouldn't with that. that that'd be that super be, fun. Yeah. yeah. So. And, and I think it might be fun because um, I know you have a lot of local clients. It might be fun to have uh, you and a local client or two, like a special episode. And we'll spotlight their businesses yeah. and, and we'll learn about that. But I'd love to, to maybe – and also just hear about how you guys work together. Sure. Um, so Put some thought into that, we'll, and, and, and we'll make that happen if you like.
2: Absolutely, Stone, and, and super appreciate being invited back on the show after, you know, like I said, 11 years. <laughs> but, you know, so. I know. I
1: had black hair back then, I
2: think. Uh, yeah, you did, and I, I think I had hair. <laughs> you had hair. So, you know. <laughs> All right. So
1: once again, there's contact – points of contact again.
2: Yep. Um, John at audacity.marketing or audacity.marketing is our website.
1: All right. Hey, man, how about hanging out with us while we visit with our other guests?
2: Absolutely.
1: All right. Next up on Cherokee Business Radio, we have with us, with Mileshko, Mr. Zach.
0: Yokum. Yoakum. Good morning, sir. Good morning. It's a pleasure to be here. And may I say, I'm so excited to go in the middle because with the name Zach Yoakum, I'm normally going last, <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> alphabetically <bet. laughs> speaking. So I'm very excited. It, to,
1: it was elementary school. You were like the last
0: one to get the desk. Oh, yeah. And, and, oh, and the whole yeah. So mm. it's, what'd you learn in that last segment, man? What'd you, what, what'd you take away from that? Well, I am so excited to have John on the show because working with marketing agencies is what we love to do because we're the content creators that help fuel their campaigns. So I will probably be giving you a call and being, hey, what content are you creating for your, your clients that, I love that you can do locally? I think I have some
1: commission slips here in the file cabinet. I'll hand them both. To you. <laughs>
0: no, it does happen in the studio
1: a lot, right? And I was sharing with you guys. I'm not never very strategic about this, but because – We're all about supporting and celebrating local businesses. It's not at all uncommon for some marvelous relationships to get forged in this little 10 by 15 uh, room. So that's marvelous serendipity. Tell me more. What are you guys out there trying to do for folks? And before you get too deep into it, mm-hmm. you got to tell us why it's called Maleshko.
0: <laughs> well, Maleshko is the name of our founder, Tom Maleshko. Ah, and okay. uh, if you've never heard it before, it's because it's a Belarusian last name. Oh my! So okay. you actually said it correctly too. So <clears throat> props, because we, we get the whole gamut: Maleshko, Maleshko. Yeah, uh, also. So props to you for saying it correctly. <laughs> um, but uh, in Belarus, it's kind of like Smith. So here it's <laughs> here. It's foreign. But over there, they're like, oh, Molesco. Yeah, okay, sure. Sure. Uh, but that's the name. And the reason we stuck with it is Tom has been in business here in the Atlanta area for 40 years. Oh, uh, he was a photographer. And so I came on in 2012 when he was kind of noticing the industry was going toward hybridization versus specialization when it came to content creation, because you don't just go to. Uh, one person to get photography and one other person get videography and another person get graphic design. Sometimes you just need an agency that does all of them. So it can be kind right. of that one-stop shop. And so Tom had these wonderful relationships he can cultivate it over 40 years. And so we thought, hey, let's stick with Maleshko. It's catchy. You don't hear it often. And uh, we it it sticks to our thing of creating that relationship long term. It's all in the name.
1: All right. So going from what I learned in the last segment. mm mm-hmm. Demographic, psychographic, technographic. Technographic. I've not heard that word before. And um,
0: uh, who who are these folks and where are they hanging out, the folks you're trying to work with? So the, the big thing we bring is often when you think of a creative, you think of that person with the tussled hair, ripped jeans who's going to tell you, all right, I'm going to tell you about the feeling of melancholy as we create this, <laughs> this campaign for you. And what Tom realized early on is you have these corporations that have deadlines. They, they need you to deliver on time. And so taking this right-brain creativity and really combine it with the left brain of productivity. So our target market is bigger corporations that aren't just trying to create something. They need it created at scale. Uh So when you think training media, all right, they don't need just one one one-minute video. They need 60 one-minute videos that teach Uh you about a process. So our big niche is finding how do we give them something creative but at scale so our our target audience is things like we do a lot of work with Chick Fil A, uh, Wellstar, which is a big uh, yeah. medical conglomerate. I've, here I've, in I've heard of them. Yeah, you might have seen Ch- one or two. Chick Fil A too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, we had to diversify so we could serve people on Sundays as well. Um, right. <laughs> but uh, uh, that is what we found to be a huge need because you can go to someone that can. All right, we'll make you the one commercial, the one video. But what when you need eighty of those things produced in the same amount of time? So. Our big thing was figuring out how do we do this efficiently while still giving you something creative.
1: So a long, long time ago, when I did have black hair and, and something a little closer to a real job, I was in the training consulting um, uh, right. arena. Mm-hmm. I, I sold consulting, specifically change management consulting. So, and and my wife still has a real job; she's a change management grand poobah or something at, at IBM. Uh, but we're from that. Holly and I both are from that training consulting world. And yeah, it strikes me like that must be a a really great source of of business, a a revenue stream for you doing these training. And not all of it might have been leadership development and change and sales like we were, but some of it's like compliance. Like you have to have, well, I don't know if you have to have videos, but you have to have, you have to prove that you've, that you've checked these boxes on Mm -hmm. sexual harassment and, probably diversity and inclusion and all this stuff right yep
0: get the legal team to approve that yes we have said this sentence so our butts are covered
1: <laughs> right so you find yourself creating creating a, a high volume of video mm-hmm. for that for that kind of thing so is the consultative creative process um as involved as it might be for like on the agency side of stuff or does or does that kind of come a little bit pre-cooked and and for you guys it's more about making
0: sure the lighting is right and you got people who can execute on the create on getting it done. Well uh like John mentioned, a lot of times a client will come to us with a problem, such as we need training material, and they may not even know what that exactly looks like. So okay. we will consult on how can we best execute on getting you this material. And then we will very readily say, and here is our friend John who will tell you how to market it and get this great material okay, out Okay, so
1: you team up with people like exactly. organizations like John's to – you don't try to be – try to be that too.
0: Right. So so what we what we kind of describe is we will help you create the best painting in the world. We'll f- help you source the paint, make sure that the canvas looks really good, that it represents you, it's nice and branded, and then we'll hand it to someone who can then market that painting so lots of people want to buy it. So we will give you the the material that makes you look good. And then someone can come in that we'll partner with, and they'll make sure that they can get it to as many people as possible. Got it. So we try to – we like to say we try to make John's job easy because we'll give him something that looks so good that he'll be able to market it to whoever needs to.
1: Well, and this is a this is a growing beast, right, John? The, the, these, um, these venues, these platforms that you capitalize on, these, they, they are uh, – ravenous, the hungry for, for food,
2: right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, social media is a content suck, right? Oh, yeah. I content mean, is everywhere. <laughs> and and it's and it's according to the platform, too, right? Like um, Twitter's the worst. You have to be on Twitter. Like on average, I tell clients that they have to be on Twitter minimum five times a day.
0: Holy cow. No, that sounds about right. I'm not, incidentally. <laughs> well, and, and video's everywhere. Wow. I mean, I'm sure you've gone to the gas station pumping your gas, and then all of a sudden, hey, welcome to G- GSTV. What? <laughs> <laughs> there's video on my gas pump now? Yeah, but I have But that seen need that. for content, I mean, that's how you're getting eyeballs wow. now is through video. I mean, the the stats are out there that by 2024, right. over 82% of the internet is just going to be video. Wow. Uh, I mean, shifting from text and photo, it'll be video. So there's such a need to have this content. And oftentimes you need a lot of it very quickly. Like you mentioned your Facebook page. Right now there's not a lot of content. Well, you need this quickly and you may need it at scale so we try to work with companies all right you need enough content to fill a facebook page for a month all right how can we strategically and cost efficiently film stuff kind of like what you were saying about this show hey we're going to have this one recording session you may have content for eight months so this i will say
1: this having a a radio show is a content factory exactly mm-hmm. and and for me and i you know i don't have the formal training and the expertise that you guys in that kind of thing but i will tell you it, um just hanging out and talking about people's businesses comes easy to most people and then yeah before you know it You know, by tomorrow, we've got this 45 minute, 60 minute. It's, it's been, I mean, I think it's pretty darn good content and we're just hanging out, chewing the fat. Mm -hmm. And it is, and I suspect video has its version of of that. Now, for me, um, we feel real good about what we're doing in terms of, of radio. I am very, um, reluctant for me to try to do much in this room during this experience with video cuz i'm concerned about the lighting and all that jazz but i mm-hmm. bet you there's a place for it maybe not trying to replace what you're doing but i mean there you get the visual element and i do know that we've had people take this uh the audio from the shows that we've done and make it into a video right so there's a ton of stuff you can you can do with it but but the, yeah it's 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 a hungry beast we got to have the content to, to feed it. I asked John earlier what he found the most rewarding, what he was enjoying the most, and I, I do want to hear that from you. But I, I'll also ask you, what, what are you finding to be the biggest challenge when it comes to to either getting the client or working effectively with the client or, or getting them the results they need? What's, what's the biggest challenge you think?
0: I'd say the challenge is educating the client into what is actually going to work for them because they will come ah. and say, hey, we want you to create this 45-minute video of a guy talking. Yeah. Uh, All right. That might have been great. And our boss is really smart. Right. And, and and he may be a subject matter expert and can talk authoritatively for 45 minutes. Right. But but people will consume it better if it's in 30-second increments. Ah. So I tell people it's, it's the, the YouTube effect to where – We try to help our clients think in smaller bite-sized bits because no one will watch a 40-minute video. They'll see that length and they're like, (laughs) next thing in the feed. But funnily enough, if you make 41-minute videos. They'll watch all 40 maybe. They'll sit there and go, hey, I like that first one. I'll I'll, (laughs) I'll watch the next one. So it's kind of like popcorn. You will eat 100 pieces of popcorn without thinking about it. But would you eat that same if it was on one giant corn cob?
1: Yeah, probably not. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to know, man. What what is your backstory? How did you how did you find your way in in into this?
0: Uh, well, I'm up here in the north because I'm from down in Fayetteville, so <laughs> I'm excited to be up here in, in the Woodstock area, <laughs> on the other side of the clock of Atlanta. Um, but I actually uh, I've been holding a camera since I was two years old, so uh-huh. this has always been something I've wanted to do. It it I didn't do it well. It, it looked like the Blair Witch Project because I was holding the camera the wrong way, and my eyeball was in the lens and. Uh, but that was my first film. And then I went to film school uh, for college. Oh, you've got
1: like legit credentials. You're a little bit
0: like Clunas. Well, well, has got degrees too. As legit as a film degree is. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I learned the craft and then realized really early on that you can go do Hollywood and, you know, it's kind of a feast and famine kind of life. But I wanted Mm -hmm. to have a family. I, like, actually know my kids, know my wife. And so I found that in corporate video, you get to use all these technical skills. You get to use that creativity, but it's consistent work, and you get to be home at 5 o'clock. And so there's such a need, but I just realized, all right, it's not the glitz and glam of Hollywood, but it's all the consistency and creativity of what I want. So that's a a bit of a background.
1: Fun. Okay, so you're all the way down in Fayetteville – Uh, Your business partner, uh, Nathan?
0: Yeah, Nathan Fowler. uh, He runs up the photography side of things. He's out here in Woodstock. Yep, he's uh, he's uh right here. Uh it's like right where Woodstock and, and Canton meet. But you'll uh, see him you'll see him there at the the copper coin coffee shop most days. <laughs> well that's where Clunen just uh, came from. I was right? gonna say you'll see me there pretty much every day. He's so. a fueled by caffeine kind of guy as well. Yeah.
2: I'll introduce him to Bizarre Coffee in Canton too. Uh, okay.
0: Well fun. he probably knows it like he's our coffee connoisseur on the team. So oh my he, he he told me about Alma Coffee as well that you started the show off with, so he's right. he's our coffee guy.
1: Well it's typical the, the Fayetteville
0: guy drives up here for the show. <laughs> and the Woodstock guys, well, it's because Nathan is in New York, actually um, ah. you know we we say that we were working mobile before it was cool because right. we we never really invested in a brick and mortar studio because we right. found, hey, let's go to the client film on their turf and use their own environment as part of the marketing in in what we're filming, like right. show them in their space. they don't have to come to us. So Nathan's up in New York shooting some stuff for Chick-fil-A right now. So he couldn't be here, but – so I, I got the short end of the stick.
1: I, I, that's a pretty good excuse, shooting some uh, stuff for Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. We'll take it. <laughs>
0: so – uh Day-to-day, though, you're
1: not in Fayetteville. You're, you're on site. You're on location a lot. I'm all, we, we
0: tell people, you know, you've got 285 all around Atlanta, so we serve people around the clock of Atlanta. So uh, it's very rare that I'm actually working from home. So I'll be up in Canton one day. I'll be over in Logansville. I'll be right by the airport. So we're all over serving clients around Atlanta.
1: So but, so your work, not unlike John's, and a little bit like ours before we actually launch a, cust- a custom. So there's this consulting kind of uh, educational component to your work. That, Like, you, well, you described it because I asked you, you know, like, well, what's a challenge area? But, the, I mean, you got to get that right or the whole thing crumbles, right?
0: Right. Well, our, our big thing is <clears throat> we want to make the content production easy for the client. And sometimes making it easier for them is educating them on, hey, what's going to be the best method for this? Like you may have come in and asked, but once we understand what you're trying to do, we may offer, hey, based off of our experience, we can consult and say, here's a method we think will work even better. So, so I'll take it for instance. We had a, a beauty products company come to us and say, hey, we need this commercial because our products are going to go into Walmart. And they wanted to have this like 10-minute segment where the owner was going to come on and talk about their journey. And we consult and said, hey, where is this going to live? Oh, well, on Facebook. All right. Well, then 10 minutes is already out because no one is going to watch 10 minutes of anything on Facebook. Wow. So instead, we were able to say, hey, based off of now what we know you're trying to do, may we suggest a video that's more in like the 30-second to minute range. And wow. let's not worry about your story. Let's just talk about what the consumer – like what's the benefit the consumer is going to get? you can tell your story on your website. So we can include that at the end of this thing, go to the website and check out the full story. And so then they were able to take that raw video that we gave them, work with a marketing agency. And now the word is Mm -hmm. out that, hey, you can now buy this product at Walmart.
1: Now, do you find yourself writing copy or is that more John's thing or or you guys might collaborate on a client and Figure out who should be writing copy and that stuff.
0: So we will absolutely admit when we are not the best fit for someone to where if they need extensive copywriting, then we'll say, hey, may we introduce you to our friends at insert marketing agency name. Right. Um, but if it's a matter of, hey, they've given us this training material and it just needs to be modified to fit better for video. Because right. there will be a sentence that looks fantastic <clears throat> written that you would never say in person. Um, right. And so we can help consult. Like
1: I would way. write, that dog won't hunt. And then you might say, yeah, Stone, maybe you ought to use a different phrase here in New York. Well,
0: <laughs> a lot of times. And I have got our voice guy, voiceover <laughs> yeah, that, guy has said, to our voice about monkey that. Oh, yeah. A lot of times it's taken corporate ease and translating. <laughs> it oh, usually it's into coming more, the other way, huh? Well, someone will say See, that's like,
1: refreshing. Maybe that dog won't hunt
0: would be great. <laughs> no, I, I would say make it more colloquial, make it more approachable, because a lot of times it'll be like, well, the organization's uh, self fulfillment of the supply chain reorganization was quite a, no, no, no. Just say, Hey, right. the trucks get there sooner. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that's what the audience will understand. Right. So it's helping the lawyers and, and the, the really highfalutin uh, legal people translate it into more layman terms.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right. So before we wrap, um, near term plans, where, where are you and uh, Nathan going to be putting your, your energy in the next, I
0: I don't know, nine to 18 18- 18 months. Is there a focus area or two growth, scaling, what? So right now it's just finding a lot more of those so you mentioned 100 million plus clients. We're we find that since we're creating content at scale, we're targeting those 1 billion plus dollar clients that hey, they've realized that their need for production is beyond what even just an in-house <clears throat> group can do. Right. So they need you know, we can serve as that pressure relief valve to we can make okay. it efficient and at scale. So we're looking for those kind of partnerships, which there's more and more of those companies moving here to Cherokee County. It's exciting. Isn't
1: that exciting? So so there is the prospect of doing that work, and there's the work of getting that work. Yep. (laughs) So you you may have to have like this uh, three-layered chess conversation with John or whomever that you trust, because you too, you can't be the skinny cook. You got to... Use all of your, all of your skills exactly <laughs> and where's mm-hmm. to get, cause you got to get in conversation with, so who, so it's not the CEO of a gazillion dollar, who, who, who are you talking to and trying to have a conversation with in those companies and
0: how, I'm not saying we can help, but how can we help? You got some pretty smart folks in the room here. Well, you talk about the, the demographic technographic, like we found that we can best help, uh, Marketing directors, content producers—those people that are in these corporations—okay, internal tasked, marketing. Okay, yeah, they're tasked with you need to create all this content, and they may have the option to go to an internal team, but very often we found that those internal teams are running around like chickens with their heads cut off because they got, enough they've going got on. so much going on. But hey, yet we still need this marketing campaign next week, so we mm-hmm. can serve as hey, we're the pinch hitter. Bring us in when you need that extra work done. When it's, when it's pouring, you're normally used to it raining, but when it's pouring, we can come in and serve as that scalable option. Got it.
1: So you got some job security, man. you got, you got plenty
0: of work ahead of you. We're, we're excited to be able to serve.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. All right. If somebody who's listening would like to uh, reach out and have a conversation with you or Nathan or someone else on your team, what's, what's the best way for them to do that?
0: Well, I'd, you said uh, you know eat your own cookies, so I direct them to our cookies, which is our website. That's, that's <laughs> malushko.com. That's M-I-L-E-S-H-K-O dot And you'll see all of our work there. And uh, if you like something, we can make that for you. Marvelous.
1: Well, thanks so much for joining us, man. And I am delighted to get you and John together. And I, I mm-hmm. look to see some great things coming from that. Hey, how about staying with us? we got one more guest that we're going to visit with. Absolutely. Fantastic. All right, y'all ready for the headliner? He, he's been. He has been so. You know, the undercard is now over. This guy has been so patient. He's the only pro in the room.
0: Well, you saved <laughs> him for last because he's gonna. He's gonna
1: show us all he's, up. Gonna, he's gonna nail like at the comedy club, right? You, like you suffer the. Yeah.
2: T- <laughs> we're, we're done, man. Yeah. So Zach and I might as well just go home. So. Yeah.
1: All right. Next up on Cherokee Business Radio, please join me in welcoming to the program the Voice Monkey, Mister Mike christensen how you doing, man?
3: I'm great. Uh, sorry, I've been so quiet. I just, I'm learning so much from these two guys, and it's it's I'm soaking it all in.
1: Well, I never expected that. Candidly, I thought he'd be interjecting the whole show, or you know, even you know, once in a while, in a world, or you know, or doing one of those That's little right. things. Uh, but no, you. I guess the pros don't really do that. They wait till the, till it's lights, camera, action on them. Uh, so, Mike, uh, voice monkey. So, I you, you must do voiceover kind of. Kind of work, how in the world does one decide to go and it strikes me as like, how do you know if you're good at cliff diving? You know, <laughs> like, like, how does one decide to become a, a voice monkey?
3: Well, the best way to do to learn cliff diving is just to jump. And that's kind of <laughs> what I did with this. I worked uh, in veterinary medicine for a long, long time. Uh, the initial plan of in my life was to be a vet. And when that didn't work out, I didn't quite know what to do after that. Uh, so, I kind of floundered around for a little while uh worked in radio uh here in town uh, at Eagle one hundred six point seven um, which was Y-W-Y-E-Y. Um, I did that I found out that it was just i loved it you know radio is not a job it 's something fun to do amen and <laughs> you know after we you know got left let go from there um, found some people that used to work there. They did voiceover. They helped train me, work on my demos, got me into that world. Um, that was back in 2012. Um, so I've been doing it ever since.
1: And so you're doing that – you can, I guess, do that largely at home, right? You probably have some setup more sophisticated than the one we're using right now for this conversation. But
3: Well, you know, whatever works at home, some people – you have varying degrees of, of home studios that you can make. Um, what we talked about before is that anybody can call themselves a marketer. Well – Anybody can buy a microphone off Amazon and call themselves a, voice, a voiceover actor. Um, it takes a lot more than that. There's training, equipment, anything along. Anybody can just read a, a script and, you know, I'm reading it. But to really connect with the copy and really get the message across, it takes a lot of work.
1: Now, Do you find yourself doing, like we were talking about earlier, commercials, training videos? it, it- because I mean, because because we well, going back to you, Zach, you know, sometimes you don't really want Stone
0: doing the commercial, even though it might be about Business Radio X. You want <laughs> you want the voice monkey saying the smart stuff, right? Depending on who your audience is and who you're trying to appeal to.
1: Got it. Okay, so you so are you doing training videos that kind of stuff? I, I have done them. I've done training
3: videos mm. for uh, new employees, safety videos. Um, I did ah, one safety. for a car wash up north where it's you know don't jump in the car wash when it's on that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, but that's, but that's
1: fun. There's a pro tip,
3: <laughs> but you know anybody can do a video. But what I always tell people is you want to make that impression the best that you can make with your clients and hiring a pro voice. Is one of the best ways you can do that. You can have a great video, you can have a great marketing campaign, but if you got a guy going, um, um let's see, we got this and that, it just.
1: I don't know, people, even, people even your out. um sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> even his ums and ahs sound cool. Yeah.
2: <laughs> sounds good to me. <laughs>
0: He's but got no. that Morgan Freeman um. <laughs> That's right.
1: Yeah. I get what you're saying though. Uh, so I wonder if you could not potentially suffer, and suffers maybe a little bit of a strong word, but in, in my world, there's this. Mm-hmm. There's this in a conference or trade show environment, which is an incredibly great way to to do a trade show. I mean, I'm looking through a very biased lens. And there's everybody and their brother, including my nephew, who has a podcast. So in some ways, the podcasting movement has been great for us because it at least gets the conversation going. But then we're tasked with having a conversation about the difference between trying to do it yourself, you know, or be part of the Business Radio X network. It, it, it strikes me, I haven't looked, but it wouldn't surprise me to learn that on some of these uh, freelance kind of sites, that there would be people who present themselves as voiceover actors, uh-huh. um, and they may, not, uh, they may not be voice monkey caliber, <laughs> it, right?
3: Well, there's room there's room for everybody there's there's tons of work out there people say oh you're a voice actor or you you on cartoons you on you know what have i heard you on kind of thing but if you listen to every tv ad every radio ad every podcast every thing that you hear a voice that's a voice actor doing it right and it's not just a national commercial for budweiser or coca-cola or whoever it's Training videos, it's explainer videos. I do a lot of those where you know this is our product and it's animated and it's that kind of thing. There's YouTube. There's you know podcast intros. I've done a lot of those. there's Oh, I hadn't
1: thought about that. Okay, there's thing,
3: you know, like you said, there are tons of podcasts out there. Right, hundreds of thousands of podcasts <clears throat> where somebody sets up a microphone in their garage and they want to talk about movies or whatever they're interested in, and that's certainly fine. But to stand out, you need to. To grab them as soon as they, right. you know, they they want to hear the subject, but then they hear they don't want to hear you clicking your tape player in front of the microphone. Playing <laughs> Is this a thing song. on, no, yeah, no, no. they want so, to hear a, something produced and sounds good
1: and coming right out of the box like that, right, guys? I mean that that sort of sets the tone, right? If you've got a Mike Christensen voiceover, and then if you're talking about trout fishing or whatever, still, it's 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 a better package. It's right, a John?
2: hook, right? I mean, that's <clears throat> you, you've got to create the hook no
0: matter what. And, yeah. And a voiceover like Mike's is a good way to do that. Oh, i say for the recorded version of this episode, just have Mike redo the opening. There right? you go. But, <laughs> I'll have you do that live I'm not live saying read. that's a great idea. I'm not
1: saying. <laughs> I'll have Mike do the live read for Alma, and then I'm going to send Harry and Leticia a bill. <laughs>
3: there you go. But with the technology now, I mean, what we've got, you're set up here. Right. Is something that anybody can get. It's and getting it, easier and it easier. Fantastic! Right? Yeah. It is. It is. It's getting the barrier to entry is low technology wise. Mm-hmm. It's not super cheap, but and I've I've built my own uh, recording booth at home, so it sounds good. And you need to have the environment is more important than most anything if it sounds right. you know the greatest microphone in the world sounds terrible in your bathroom. Yep. So you <laughs> you need to have an acoustically treated space and especially over the last year when everybody couldn't get together. Right. You had to be at home. There was a rise in home studios and I've been working from home for years. So last year was one of my best years because I'm I'm home, I'm ready to go. Hire me, let's go as opposed to hold on, I got to build something. I got to figure out how to do this and I'm calling people and and so it's i've got it all set up at home, and that's great
1: so even in um in every business that i've talked to over the last six or eight interviews there's some sort of onboarding process, initial consultation discovery what the, the different names for it. Is that true in your world too Do you also or, or by the time it comes to you, is it pretty much this is exactly what I want I want upbeat tempo, I want these words I want and so by the time it gets to you, that's pretty, maybe it's even coming from John or from Zach, an agency, or is, is that how it is for you?
3: Generally, when it gets to me, it's at the end of the process. Okay. The creative is already done. They know their vision. They have the script. They know what they want. Right. They send out the script either to agents or on freelance sites, or, or I have connections with other production studios. They send me uh, mm-hmm. scripts directly to audition. They say, we want, yeah, upbeat, conversational. Whatever. Oh,
1: I never even thought about that. So you could send it out, they'll send it to to Mike and two other people, and it's just and it's probably not even personal or a reflection of the quality of your work. It might be we like that other guy's accent more for what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. So there's an audition thing aspect. It's,
3: it's a real just if your voice is what they want that day, just is what it is. Then you got it. If right. it's not you don't, and it's nothing personal.
1: You can't take it personally,
3: right? Unless you're really horrible at it, and, and do something they want conversational, and you come in like in a world, and they go, "No, we don't want that." But if it is, it just kind of you know, you just you match it up, and you go, "Oh, okay, I got the job." And I mean, there's companies I've auditioned for for years. You finally book something. And, and as long as they keep sending you auditions,
1: then you're okay.
3: Then they have faith in you. They know, like, okay, let's give this guy more chance. If they stop, then you got a then you got a problem.
1: And so, and I suspect there's not a, a terrible uh, degree of uh, hard cost overhead in knocking out a brief audition. It's just part of your business model. Like we pay rent here. It's right. just part of our business model. Mm-hmm.
3: Everything leading up to the audition is where all the cost is. All the classes I've taken and and continue to take, you know, Zoom classes now, especially over the last year, have really been able to connect me with Mm. some higher end coaching and and things like that. Right. Building your space at home, the equipment, the microphone, the editing software, learning how to use the software to make yourself sound good Ah. um, or sound better. I usually just send raw files because my recording space is so good. Right. Not to brag, but <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things where you know, a lot of the the cost people don't see. So we talked about you can't go to Kroger and buy things with you know. was all my followers I've got. You know, we have a joke in the voiceover world where they say, "Oh, you'll get exposure." For this <laughs> Don't And you it's like I can't, pay, I can't pay my mortgage With exposure Any oh artist
0: so Any artist God. Who hears that Just dies inside Yes
2: <laughs> Creatives Creatives of all kind Because You know I, I've You know We're in the creative space And we And it's like Whoa We have this great project And you know If you help us with this You'll get great exposure I'm like That's great Are you gonna pay my mortgage With that?
0: <laughs> I can't pay my rent With exposure You know I'd like
2: to keep my car That'd be cool Yeah <laughs> well, I mean exposure
3: is good To a certain point of course because it could get you other clients that right. get they get brand, you out there it's brand
2: rich it at some is. level it
3: is but at the same time you're right you do need to get paid at a certain point and i've never seen more people offer to pay less than with voiceover mm-hmm. i had one the other day where they said we want you to read i think it was like 2000 words um you know we we want it this way and they were very strict about we want it you know, bum 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 we want offers less than $5 <laughs> and it's five bucks and, and that's that's kind of the thing where i make I, I copy it and send it to all my friends and we make fun of it because it's <laughs> yeah and then they go what how what do you mean you're gonna charge me you know this much these hundreds of dollars and it's what is uh, it's so easy for you to do and it's, yeah because you don't see a lot of what right. went into getting me
0: to your this, set like, to this right. point yeah and your training Right. Because I, I I'm the guy who sends out the auditions, and I have so much respect for the voiceover artists because I know you're taking that intentionality mm. and putting that into everything you read.
3: And I love doing it. I mean it's something that I'm able to work from home and kind of hang around my family, and, and huh. it's it's great as long as they stay out when I'm recording. Uh, um, quiet on the but, set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of times my recordings have messed up with – Daddy, can
0: we go like no, no. <laughs>
3: or the garage yeah, or goes up It's or authentic.
0: Something. It's authentic. No.
3: Yeah, it's right. It's real life. Uh but yeah, it's it's fun to to work from home and and it a lot does go into it and
1: So so, so when it comes to surprise and delight and just doing good work and we all know here that one of the, the the most marvelous sales tools you can have is doing good work. Uh are there some things that that you try to do um do or not do, so that you are genuinely received as kind of a cut above the, the rank and file there?
3: Customer service to me is very important. A fast turnaround is important. Turnaround, okay, all right. Because like I said, a lot of times I'm at the end of the rainbow when <clears throat> right. it comes to a project. I don't want them waiting on me to, to, to turn something around. I want it right. 24 hours, and I'm usually less than 20, usually the same day. I'll get it done and and sent back out.
1: Wow. I mean, to me, that seems great. I mean, that would be important.
3: A lot of people, you you don't want them waiting on you. I don't want to be a diva. That's one of the things, like, if you're difficult to work with, that spreads faster than any good you do for anybody. If you're (laughs) like, I'm not going to do that for less than this much, or I'm, you know, no, no, no. That, your, your directions are wrong. It needs to be read this way. Or just to be difficult with somebody. Why? Why would you do that? There's so much work out there, and there's so many people who are voice actors out there that are better than I am or worse than I am. You got to find the voice. Why be difficult? Be happy, be quick, be, you know, follow up, be nice. It's like uh, Patrick Swayze said in Roadhouse, you know, just be nice.
0: (laughs) I love that (laughs) movie.
3: (laughs) It, It doesn't cost you anything to be nice, and it could. Earn you
0: a whole bunch of business. Or just communicative. That's something I've right. always valued in a voiceover artist is just answering uh, my email. And it's the irony, right? Because right? they're a voiceover artist. <laughs> Talk to me.
3: <laughs> no, I don't. I hate when that's people funny. just kind of ghost you and, and you like, well, well, what do you think about this? And there's nothing out there. <laughs> Please just write me back. It doesn't take that long just to – especially if I see you've looked at my message
2: mm.
1: and then oh, you yeah, don't reply. It's like, come on. <laughs> so your marketing for your services, is there much outbound stuff or have you kind of got things set up and you get some inbound activity from the Zachs and the Johns of the world?
3: Well, for many years, I did the kind of let business come to me model. I was on a, a what's called a pay-to-play website where you, you pay a, a yearly fee and you get auditions from that. And I mm-hmm. booked work through that. It was fine. But over the last few years, I've kind of realized that, no, you need to go out and you need to earn that work. You need to go out and get that work. Um, I worked with a a marketing guy uh, last year. His name is is, uh, Corey Disson. Uh, He does voiceover marketing on social media marketing. We worked on branding. That's where he kind of had the voice monkey thing kind of come out. I got the logo got to
1: say, that got my attention. I I thought that was cool.
3: I like it. It's a lot of fun. Is Uh, that the
0: veterinary background?
3: No. (laughs) It's a funny story. I used to watch a show on Discovery Channel called Fast and Loud, uh, with gas monkey. gas monkey garage, right? Exactly. <laughs> I know it, it.
2: I know it well. <laughs> and
3: every time he would sell a car, he would go. Gas monkey gets paid. So every time I would get a check in the mail, I would make a joke and go. Voice monkey gets paid. Just haha. Uh-huh. And then it just kind of stuck.
1: That's great.
3: And it's one of those things where like, yeah, I can be serious about it, but I also like to play around and have fun. And and uh, so we said you'd want to stick with the voice monkey thing, and we did, and built a website and got everything put together and started a marketing campaign where it's You know, a lot of it was just you know, kind of monkey puns and things. A voice that appeals, right? Yes. I need to write that. down. It
1: said in his bio that he was good at puns. We didn't go there yet, or barbecue. We'll have you back. We can talk about barbecue and tame. I've been tame purposely. (laughs) We'll have a whole episode dedicated to To barbecue and puns and dad jokes. Oh, dude, you you
2: want to go dad jokes? (laughs) Hey, hey, let's go, man. I got eighteen years of dad jokes. So,
1: so so the marketing. So, so you are kind of getting out there, building. I mean, still. in all these businesses, I mean, relationships are just important. They're they're so key, and that's why this, the way you approach being communicative and not ghosting people that these are all this is important.
3: It's one hundred percent relationships. If people yeah. don't know you're there, mm-hmm. they can't hire you. Right. So you need to get out on social media. I even have a TikTok, which I'm kind of embarrassed about, but it's it's there. <laughs> uh, it, you never know where work is going to come from. I've got fishing poles and tons of different. It used to be you had to have an agent. And that's how you got your work. Ah. They were the the gatekeepers to all the good jobs. And they still give you good, the kind of higher end auditions. But it's still, nothing prevents you from firing off a bunch of emails or calling production companies or creative directors or wherever you can find a a little niche and exploit it and go in there and and find this, find that. I've done spec commercials. I've written them and recorded them. And I've had a friend do a video for them and things like that. And you put that out there and people go, mm-hmm. oh man, that's pretty cool. Who is this guy? And then they get that relationship going and things like that. So,
1: all right. So for you, mm-hmm. what what's next, and how can we help?
3: Just getting the getting my name out there is the like I said, exposure is uh, <laughs> is the best thing. <laughs>
1: the, you guys can't see it, uh, but, but we've got some air quotes with that with that word exposure.
3: <laughs> A lot of that helps, you know, with your reads if you do. You know, you see me waving my hands around. That's what I do anyway when I'm in the studio because it, right. it brings more authenticity <clears> to the read as opposed to just standing here with my hands in my pockets going
0: <laughs> Well, you see that in <laughs> That's boring. In you know, Pixar when they're doing the voiceover, they're there like oh, yeah. gesticulating all over the place. It That's helps. real voice
3: acting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you're yeah, you're waving around, you're yelling, you're screaming and I, and I've done things like that for video games and, and things where I've had to, you <clears> know, turn the mic down a little bit and back way off the mic and yell, and then I had to take a day to recover. I hadn't it's thought about that. Video games is
0: another... Uh, oh, is it? Video them? games is huge. Isn't it like the number it one is, consumer of voiceover It is. It doesn't
3: pay real well, and it's a lot of stress on a your voice. A lot of voice. indie stuff. Because a lot of it's oh, yelling, hmm. and a lot of it's like, okay, <laughs> you have to die 17 different ways. <laughs> and you're screaming and getting stabbed. What does your
0: family think in their hair? <laughs> funny
3: funny thing is, I've done a couple of things to where I really let it go, and they didn't, they didn't hear me. Because I'm, I'm kind of in the closet off in the other part of the house, and I come out like, you guys okay? Did you hear that? And they're like, no. Like, I was just getting my arm chewed off by a zombie. You didn't hear that? And I'm in there screaming my head off. They're like, no, we didn't hear it. They don't pay attention, so it's fine.
1: That's funny. All right, where can our listeners get in touch with you and have a conversation with you about these services? Uh,
3: the best way to find me is uh, my website is thevoicemonkey.com. Because voicemonkey.com was already taken, so I had to get with the 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 makes it sound official.
1: (laughs) I love it. Well, thanks for coming and hanging out
3: with us. Thanks for having me. This has been awesome.
1: Yeah. All right, until next time. This is Stone Payton for our guest today, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Cherokee Business Radio.